Okay, welcome back to the Think Education podcast. Um, Judith and myself um, back in the, uh, I was going to say hot seat, but hot seat is when you're interviewing somebody, right? I mean, I live in Dubai, so technically all seats are hot at the moment, but we're back, we're back in, the, uh, in the panel. Yeah, um, um, it's uh, almost um, the start of a new academic year. Um, you know, we're, we're recording this in the sort of build up to, um, well, the end of clearing and the beginning of, of a new life for many people, right? Um, um, and as we were talking about before, this is uh, going to be a different year for, for many reasons. You know, it's, it's the sort of, how did you term it? Not post-COVID, but it's not, yeah maybe where we don't think about, hopefully don't think about COVID as much. It's, it's an education yeah. year with, without yes. COVID constraints, I guess, right? It's, um, yeah. Um, and, and so how have you, because you're, we don't have clearing in Dubai. Right? We don't, it's not something we, we deal with, um, um, thankfully. Um, uh, although I have lived it myself, obviously as a student, right? And, and I, I went through, um, I was lucky enough that my, my grades were accepted, you know, within the, the place I was, I was offered, so I didn't have to go through clearing. But when I worked at um, uh, University of Nottingham as an administrator in the, in the admissions office, as sort of an office temp, I was often called in to do clearing because, you know, it's all hands on deck. Um, and uh, Rachel Atkins, who was head of admissions at that point, made phenomenal Mars bar cakes and kept us hopped up on sugar for the, for the 12 days. So I have, I have very fond but blurred memories of, of clearing. Um, uh, yeah, how how is it? Uh, I mean, is it markedly different this year from previous ones? It's um, it's interesting you say that, Chris, in a, in a number of different ways. Not least, actually, but the sugar content, the sugar content around the heightened point point of clearing, which is around results day, cannot be underestimated. <laughs> I did say to many of the staff, of which there are hundreds that work, particularly over. The results day and, and 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 a few days after that in the UK when we go through clearing, that if we're not careful, people will be going into diabetic comas because all they're doing, in order to often to keep themselves awake and going and on the bus because they've probably been there since six or seven in the morning and yeah. they'll be there till eight or nine at night, um, is just eating Mars bars and cakes and sweets and chocolates and and if you are in um, in Wales and in Swansea. Uh, Joe's ice cream, of which I've become a massive fan, and a bit of a plug there. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's an in, a really interesting time of year, and I use that word um, not lightly uh, because it's interesting in a positive way, and, and I think in a challenging way as well. Many of you will will know. I mean, clearing la- is lasts for quite a long period of time, actually. But where we tend to think about it is over the, the results days when you get your A-level results. And as you've said, Chris, what happens is, you know, you'll get your results on that day uh, and you may or may not have got the grades that you wanted to get, you needed to get in order to go to your first choice of the, uni- of the university. Um, or you might have got the grades, but in the intervening period of time from when you applied, you might have decided that actually, you know, I thought I wanted to go to this university over here mm-hmm. and actually I've decided that I want to go to this university over there and we had a, a, um, a student for example for us that came through uh, onto one of our criminology 
courses who had three A stars in um, in his A levels uh, and had previously uh, identified a different institution that he, he wanted to go. But he decided that he was really keen, having visited um, and looked more at Swansea, to he wanted to come to Swansea. So sometimes people will make those choices uh, not because they haven't got the grades, but because they've, they've got the grades, but they've decided to you know change their courses or change change the university. Um, so it's a it's a it's a challenging time of the year, I think, for students, and it always has been. You know, imagine you're putting such a lot of time and effort into something. It's the culmination of something that very often you can see as a really life-changing point mm. and it's an intensely stressful time for for students and and for parents in, yeah. in particular those those two groups because either rightly or wrongly they can see it as as, as shaping where they might go yeah. in the future and sometimes negatively if you, you know gosh you know i thought i was going to get three a's and i've come out with two c's and a d what am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to go to where I wanted to go to, and everything's over, and everything's finished, and and that's it, and I'm done. And it and it's and it can be massively stressful. And to be honest, I think it's always been that. Like, I remember myself going through and going to collect my A level results, and the run up to it was was wasn't sleeping. Yeah, wasn't, yeah. I remember sitting talking to my mum usually at about three or four in the morning, going, "Oh, I don't, the world's going to end, and I don't know what's going to happen," you know. And, and and that was a long time ago, <laughs> but I think people still have those sure. those feelings now, and that and that you know that <laughs> level of concern. Um, and and so on the one hand, it, it's a time when you're working with all of those sorts of emotions, people. And then on the other hand, of course, you're working with the emotions of people who are delighted. Yeah. Either they've got their results that they wanted, and they can go where they want to, and uh, you know they want to come to you, and they've got the. Re- got those results and you can send them those acceptances when the embargo period is over on the results saying you can send your emails out so she just making sure everybody knows that's what you have to do uh, uh, or you get people who you know decided they want to come to you so they don't want they they, they uh, disengage themselves from their previous you know where they were going to go previously and, and then they plump for you and, and they send in you know the information so that, so that they can come to your university and that's a wonderful time because students are excited parents are excited and they can really go where they they want to go and you know that and then and, and a mixture of, of those two and i suppose what those really struck me this year is of course this is the first year for a number of years now because of covid that the students in the uk certainly and i'm sure in many 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 other countries have sat the kind of examinations that mm. they, they've sat you know and have had the kind of assessments that that they've had and for a variety of reasons, you know, grades have come down slightly. I mean, when one estimates grades, there can be a tendency to 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 estimate them a little bit higher than you might otherwise. Um, but for whatever reason, anyway, that they have come down slightly. But but actually, it is more, I think, about those students and the fact that they've gone through the kind of experiences that they've gone through for the first time in many years, and they won't have had other people, other references to to go to, you know, the government have um, had those other experiences that many people in the past would have had. And and so I think that's been quite a lot of pressure on the, the students that we've had this year in order to, you know, to, to perform as, as well as they can do in, in the in the 
degree in the in the um, examinations that they've been they've been taking. One of the things though that has been particularly interesting, and I'll finish off my little bit here, is um, after we so you have uh, universities get the results for the students the the weekend before they're released on the Thursday, so you can process things so it's all strictly embargoed but you know you get the results you can process and make sure that matched where where they've they've achieved those results so that, that you can you know accelerate their enrollment you know as soon as any embargoes um lifted but then when you've got results day and as i say many students might not for, for whatever reason have either got the results or you know they, they they decided they don't want to go to that first choice and they want to come to um to a different university and at, at Swansea we then have a series of open day visit days mm -hmm. after um, the results day so the results day is on Thursday the heightened time is on the Thursday when you've got the helplines open you've got hundreds of people working there you know across the institution so the students will come in they've gone to the helpline they'll then be transferred over to academic members of staff who Taught them, taught them through, you know, the programs and what they're doing, um, and and then what we do on the on the, the Friday until the to the next Tuesday every day, we have visit days, so that enables students to prospective students and their parents to come to visit us. Uh, we have wonderful student ambassadors, then that we will show them around. They can go and see everything. They can go and see any accommodation they have. They can talk to our academic members of of staff. Um, and it's a it's a fascinating time because very often, and I met and I was on on the university campus for all of these days with my teams, uh, in uh, particularly our teams in our, our marketing, recruitment, and, and admissions teams, but also because, as I say, all our academic members of staff there, we've got our IT staff, we've got a, a, our residency staff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and often you'll get, particularly with those parents and students who haven't received mm -hmm. the grades, you know, they arrive and they look tense. Sure. I mean, and they might have been, I mean, Swansea is a beautiful place. It's there, it's by the beach, it's a lovely area in, in Wales. You'll know that, um, Chris, never do I miss an opportunity, obviously, to either mention Wales or bring people onto our podcast, of course, who have experience in Wales. Um, but often people will have, will have travelled many hours and long distances to, to come and see us. One of the first people that I bumped into was somebody that had driven out from Essex and had left with his um, mother and, and father and had left uh, with their daughter at, at five in the morning. Mm. And they look, they look a bit concerned. They don't know what it's going to be like. They don't know if they're going to like it. There's a lot riding on it because on paper it looks like they're really, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a great place. And they've looked on the websites and they've, they've seen pictures and they've seen virtual things you know so they think it's going to be all right but they really don't know until they get there and there's that wonderful moment when they arrive and they start you know chatting to the student ambassadors and they're all um and people can uh, they be together if they want to but also then we separate people off into you know like, like tiny little groups so you have your own dedicated ambassador that will show you around and it's wonderful to then catch them at the other end of the process or the day uh, where they've, they've gone from looking concerned to just beaming mm. and saying we, we just we love it we've been to see our accommodation it's fantastic 
and it isn't just because they get a little pot of Joe's ice cream. <laughs> if they can get in front of me, of course, because I was never seen. <laughs> it's like, it was a little bit like a, at Christmas. To you, I will never be more than about 10 feet from a mince pie. It's a little bit like that around these times. I won't be any more than 10 feet from from a, a little pot of Joe's ice cream. It isn't just because, we, you know, we give them a pot of Joe's ice cream. But, you know, they've come, there's been that tension, there's been that concern, and they've found somewhere that they can and their, their, their child yeah. can start to call home, can feel safe in, you know. And I and so I think that's that's always been the situation. But this year in particular, of course, as you say, when you're we're coming out of the real strong sort of lockdown periods of, of COVID to a point where you might find you don't think about it for mm -hmm. a few days. And then all of a sudden, somebody will mention COVID and you'll think, oh, mm -hmm. maybe I should sanitize my hands. I haven't done that for a few days, you know. But you, you almost, you forget it, don't you, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's still there. So that, I think, for me, you know, really is something that is fascinating to see and be part of an, you know, it's almost an, an honor to be sharing. Yeah. Those, those kind of experiences with parents who are, who are bringing their child somewhere and trying to find somewhere that they're going to be for the next yeah. few years. It's interesting. I was thinking... Um I, was, I started out thinking, you know, as you were saying about the, the grades, and I was going to say, well, I don't think anybody asked me when I got to university, you know, what my A-levels were. You know, when I, during my A-levels, it was, it was, oh, that's all, you know... You're going to meet somebody new at university. They're going to say, "What's your name? Where are you from? What A levels did you get?" You know, and if you didn't quite get what you were hoping for, oh, that's going to be a source of embarrassment. Nobody asked me, right? Ever. You know, you and I are both professors. I don't think anybody's ever asked me, right? It it largely doesn't matter, right? It's it's what gets you to the next level, and then you know the experiences, etc., move on. And so I, st I started thinking about that, and I started thinking, oh, we could, you know, there's a nice message there that we can give students, which is, you know. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, and that's completely wrong because it does matter. It, you know, it matters a great deal, right? It's um, it's about identity. It's about their experience, and it's it's a marker of all the hard work that they and their family have put in. And then I started thinking about um, how we we experience the same thing, um, and your story then about you know being able to experience it through the eyes of a scared, worried. You know, uh, particularly, and I think it's probably much harder for students now than it was when we were doing, going through this, because the expectations on the how success is measured, you know, the the assumption that you're going to have everything mapped out, and for for me at least, university was. I mean, I did classics. I mean, you know, it was a case of I, I'm interested in this. I like reading this stuff. What job are you going to have? I have no idea. No, no idea. And I was given that freedom to fail, think, you know. Um, and then I started thinking about, um, uh, it's a little bit different because it's kind of the end of the journey, but I remember thinking about PhD vivas. I remember thinking about um, proposal defences, which is something we do routinely in universities. You know, and in our system, a, a PhD student at the end of the second year of study presents their proposal, um, defends their proposal um, in front of a panel of, of usually their, their supervisor and, then, and another um, academic who will sort of quiz and check and this type of thing and and assuming it passes then they're okay to go on data collection and the phd viva is the the culmination of a doctorate you know and that that's what gives them the the, the title 
when you're an academic doing the examining, it's an administrative function, right? Largely, you know, the proposal defense, like how many have you got today? Six. Oh, wow, I've got five. And it's just something that you're doing that day. And I remember having conversations with colleagues a couple of years ago precisely about this when you have to think, no, 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 no. For us, this is an admin task, right? This is taking us away from doing something else, right? Um, for the person on the other side of the table, this matters a great deal. Obviously, it matters to us. We're, you know, it's quality assurance, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not saying that we disregard it, but, you know, the, the, a university is a machine, right? It's, it's a thing that, that moves and people come in and people leave and, and that's how it, you know, it moves. And it's, it's very easy shim- simply by the fact that we do this in bulk, that, you know, every year, every year new students come in and, they, and then they leave, right? And it's the same, it's the same. But for every individual student, this is enormously important. This is even if it's not going to solve their, their, their life, it is a life-changing, for some of them, they may be the first person in their family to ever go to university. This may be the first time they've ever been away from their family. Um, you know, there are, and then as you say, plus the post-COVID things, when I was chatting to my wife about this this morning, because, you know, our daughter's about to go to school again, and, and there's um, next week, and, and there's all these changes, you know, over the past few years, and this is likely to be the first school year without any COVID constraints in place. And we were talking about, um, you know, we were reading the news, obviously, about clearing. We are talking about, you know, students having independence and those kids that went away to university for the first time but hadn't let, been more than, you know, you were no more than five feet from Joe's ice cream. They've not been five feet from their parents for the two years of COVID, right? And then they're, they're off to anything. Wow, that's psychologically, that's a very scary space to, to be living in, right? It's because going to university under any circumstances can be quite scary and challenging and, and worrying and, and fun and exciting. But, you know, there's a, there's a whole lot going on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to, to work out how to get that message across, which is, and I guess you do that by the end of your day, don't you? Which is, yeah, yeah you, you're, you're nervous and you're scared in the morning. That's fine. That's very normal. And now let's just go through it. Yes. And you come out the end and you can say, oh, there's a light at the tunnel, right? I'm, you know, it's not as bad as as I'd made it up to be, right? You know, it's which yeah, those three AM conversations, and you don't get the grades you want. It it that's a reflection on your own self worth, right? It's like well, I'm not as good, or I'm not gonna, or I'm gonna, etc. It's like well, if it gets you in the door and you're open to experiences, you know, that's yeah. It's a it's a. It'll just it'll send you down. It sends you down a different road, doesn't it? And I suppose what you. It's, it's difficult because you then you, you can say that when you're older and you'll say it to somebody younger, but they're in their experience. I mean, I think that for all of us, you know, the world revolves around us as individuals, doesn't yeah. it? Our world is, is ours. And not just because we're academics. <laughs> Let's go back to the whole collective noun. Yes. Which, as I said, I've said to you before, you can't have one because that would imply that there's more than one academic, yes. you know, in any one place, any one time that thinks of anybody else. Um so, but you know, the, the, yeah, the world revolves around you, and and as you, as you get older, you can you can I suppose just distance yourself slightly more from that. You've had more knocks, you've had more yep. failures, and you're still here, and it's still okay. Yep. And actually, it might be even better than okay, and you thought it was going to be, but at the time when you don't do something that you thought you were going to get within your little comfort zone that you've got, it's 
the end of that, you know, without you realising that it's just sent you, it's widened your comfort zone, it's sent you, you somewhere else. You mentioning about the PhD, though, it, I do have to come back to that because I think that is the, that is such a good example because for any of us that have done a PhD and have, have done, had our vibers, you know, and I shall never forget um, having, having mine and... Um, my wonderful supervisor, who was at Birmingham, uh, Professor Chris Kennedy, uh, tried to talk me down and say, look, it'll be all right, you'll be fine. It's all right, you know. Um, and what you don't realise is that you know that piece of yeah. work yeah. so well. Yeah. It's like 500 pages and then another 500 in your appendix that you decided to put there because you feel like it doesn't count sort of thing. You know every single line and word of that because you produced it and you went over it time and time and time and time again. And so somebody will even ask you a question, won't they? And you'd be like, well, on page 384, I think you'll find it says, and what you sort of think, and this really didn't even occur to me until several years after. Of course, the people reading it don't know it that well. Yeah. Actually, they'll probably dipped into it. I mean, yes, they might have read the whole thing through once, and would hope they have. Sure. But they certainly don't know it even remotely as closely as you do. Yes, they've got an expertise in the area that it, it's in for the for the, for the tip of you might have there, you know, um, interrogating you. But but actually, you you know everything, and of course, you don't realise it at the time because you're so wrapped up in what's happening. And it's then similar when you've got, you know. Um, a-level results that you're getting, or GCSEs, the GCSEs have just come out here mm. today, or O-levels in old money for, for, for people like me, you know. And some people will get what they want to get, and some people won't, and they'll think, goodness me, I thought I was going to get A's in all of these areas, and, and I didn't do so well, but I did really well in those, and I'm going to end up doing that. I had exactly the same at, at, at school. I was a real maths geek. I did all of the maths O-levels going. I, I, I did statistics, pure maths, applied maths, general maths. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't maths, basically. And I did English as well and history and things like that because I thought, well, I better do some of those. And anyway, you've always got to, you know. When it came to results and then it came to my A-level results, I did really, really well in English. I was just getting A's for everything. And the English teacher, I remember, saying to me, you know, and he said, I did tell you you were quite good at this. You do know that, don't you? I said, yeah, but I really like maths. Um, and ended up, though, going and doing English at, at, at university, even though I hadn't anticipated I was going to do that at all. It's interesting, Chris, like you say, you you know, you know, did classics, I did English. So we've got one half of, like, a <laughs> university challenge team going there. <laughs> yeah. we'll, be able to, we'll be able to cover any form of, well, I say any, that's probably pushing it a bit, but, you know, they do tend to go for the obvious ones, don't they, from, from year dot to... to to whenever, um, and, and look at the, the roles that, that we've ended up doing now. But yes, you, you you get so concerned, don't you, around that time of yeah. this is something that I really thought I was going to be doing, these are the results that I needed, and goodness me, what am I going to do now? And you know, the thing is, goodness me, you'll do what you do. Yeah. And yeah. Just, just use it, use all of those times when you don't actually get the answer yeah. you thought you were going to get, yeah. you'll get a totally different answer. Yeah. And that's okay, because you'll just go down a different road. I mean, it, I think it it comes down, or it connects at least to a lot of conversations we've had about 
what is a university, what's the purpose of a university? Because, you know, if, if the expectation or understanding or assumption is that, you know, I get this grade, I take this degree, this degree leads to this job, this job leads to this life, right? And, and if that sequence of events is absolutely fixed in, in the mind of the individual, if, if, not, if nowhere else in reality, then yes, any deviation at the point of, of the beginning of that journey is catastrophic, right? Because, well, that, was, that domino was going to knock down, you know, my life. Um, and however, if a university is more about the opportunities and the experiences that you get within it and that opportunity to, to take modules or, pro, or courses outside of your degree and, and maybe explore other things, um, of course, we, you know, we've talked about this before. Yes, university is a huge investment. And, and so, you know, individuals, parents, you know, that there's clearly that understanding what's the return of this. But if the return is viewed purely in the employment rather than the return is the life experience, the growth, the friendships, the, the things that you try and, and, and almost that, that ability to fail. Not absent consequence, but certainly <laughs> much less so than when you're, you're outside of university. Um, and it's... it's it's a very, yeah, as you say, it's an easy thing for us to say because we've lived through it and we live within that world and, and we see people come in maybe not wanting, this is not where they wanted to be or where they hope to be and then they, you know, they, they succeed. Yeah. We've also seen people come in exactly where they think they're supposed to be and fail, right? It's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a guaranteed, um, yeah, um, <laughs> I was just... Actually, on that, just yeah. on that point though, interrupt for a second, I, I think that's, a really important point because sometimes there are pivotal points when actually it's quite good for you to fail because all of a sudden it sharpened you up yeah. a little bit more you're not complacent as long as you suppose you don't fail you don't fail i'm just thinking of, of how you, you sort of psychologically cope with it but you know if you just missed out on something it wakes you up a little bit mm. And you don't think, oh, well, I'm going to be all right now. I'm just going to coast through that. I'm going to coast through that. I'm going to coast through that. I'm going to to you, because I know you like me to bring sport into most Absolutely. conversations. Yeah, yeah. And with the Rugby World Cup coming up next month, Chris now making a mental note, don't talk to Judith for next month, as we'll just talk about rugby all the time. But we've been having the um, summer international warm-up uh, matches and uh, Scotland, as you know, it's certainly if you read chapter one of our latest book, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, my team of choice. Being where my father was from as a sportsman, uh, were have been play, they played France in the last match, for example, and they played France in France. Now, and France are you know one of the best teams in in the world they would arguably say the best but ireland might have something uh, that they have to say about that but anyway the world cup's going to be in france and it was 20 24 points each with minus one minute to go and the wonderful referee decided that they were going to, to go to award france a penalty clearly i didn't agree with that whatsoever but what happened was that uh, scotland lost by three points 27 to 24 it was a brilliant game, actually, and for the for the observer that was watching and didn't mind who won, it was a fantastic game to watch. And actually, for somebody that did want uh, their side to win, it was still a brilliant game to watch. I think that was the better thing to happen mm. to Scotland, for example, at that time. It was better for them. 
because they've just beaten them. They've just beaten them at, at, at Murrayfield and they've, they've, they've beaten Italy and they've beaten other people. And sometimes it's good for you not to quite get what you think you might be going to get because mm-hmm. it just sharpens you up that little bit more. And, you know, if you if you constantly do get... And, and sometimes, therefore, you know, if you thought that you were going to get all A-stars at, or all Bs or something and you thought you were going to get an, a B in this subject and you end up with an A in another subject and an E in that subject, you know what, it doesn't matter because maybe, actually, that's okay because mm. maybe you've discovered something else or you can still do the thing that you got an E in might go and do something else for a year and you might think, you know, did I actually work quite as hard as I could have worked? Mm. Maybe I didn't. So maybe I've learned from that. So we often say, don't we, that, that you, know, you, you can learn a massive amount from anything you fail at. It's just the word fail and failure just sounds so grim, doesn't it? It's yeah. so, such a big word in many ways. Yeah. And actually, maybe you just failed a little bit. Yeah. But that's okay, because you can learn from that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fa- failure is, uh, is like finite, isn't it? You failed, that's it. That's the, that, there's no more next day. That didn't, you think, well, yeah, yeah but life doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't work um, like that um, entirely. So, yeah, I mean, and it, it's about, yeah, it's, as we said, right, it's easy with, uh, with hindsight and the experience and, and um, it's funny because I mean I, I think most of my most of my engagement with internationalization is built upon failures. So when I worked for Nottingham Malaysia campus, um, you know, uh, there'd been an Australian university out there, you know, sort of just before. Um, so Nottingham wasn't the first branch campus in Malaysia, but was the first British branch campus. So it was about a I think a, about a year younger than than um, Monash was. Um, but, you know, it was still one of the first British branch campuses kind of anywhere, really, um, um, of its type. And uh, I was setting up the graduate school and we were the first people to do that. And I had a very enjoyable few years of going to conferences or giving keynotes or, or being invited on panels to talk about the huge success of what we were doing. And most of what I talked about was the things that I'd done wrong or the things that hadn't worked and what we'd learned from them. Because, you know, I think you can, I've reflected on this a a lot recently and I think there's very much a a white privilege in that ability to to be self-deprecating because it comes from a position of, uh, you know, a certain position of, of, you know, something. Um, But certainly I'd, I'd been to so many presentations where, you know, the university shows its webpage and talks about how wonderful it is and this is like this and this is anything. That's great. I haven't learned anything because I can read that from the website. I'm, I'm much yeah. more interested in, okay, I'm not talking about revealing, you know, proprietary secrets or, you know, financial, et cetera, et cetera, but I'm much more interested in learning from, well, what did you encounter that was a challenge and how did you respond to that? Because that's, I can learn from, from that, right? Um, you know, well, we're massively successful, you know, because our endowment is $4 billion. <laughs> okay. That has no relevance to, to my institution and, and likely yeah. never will. Um, well, you know, well, we tried this and it didn't quite work because we, we tried to use a curriculum that, that, you know, contextually or culturally didn't make sense. And so this is how, oh, okay, cool. So now I can, I can learn from, from that. And I think part of that is, is experience. Part of it is age. Part of it is, is security in your position, like that ability to, to, to 
yeah, that, that privilege of being able to point out where you are wrong and to reflect on, because you don't have to be perfect all the time. Um, but I think it, 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 it can be quite freeing to, to think about, you know, in, in your progress in the terms of it's not going to be perfect and, and it can't be perfect. And, and, and why should it be perfect? Because what's, is it, is it from Leah? You know, we're talking about literature, you know, nothing has any business being this perfect or nothing has any business being perfect. Like there's, there's more beauty in, in the impurities and, and what we can learn from that. And it's very hard when you're an 18 year old and your life is quite literally crumbling around you because that's, that's how it feels, right? It's, um, and yet the next day is another day, right? And, and anybody with the, the, the privilege to go to university, you know, and that opportunity to take advantage of that as best you can, I think is... You know, they'll be they'll be pleasantly surprised along along the way, right? It's and I suppose that's actually something that you know, if you went back to to talk to your to your younger self, you know, it probably would be more along the lines of so don't don't worry about where you're going to go and what you're going to do, and if something doesn't quite work out, but wherever you do end up make the most of it. Yeah. So if you do end up at university, make the most of the societies, make the most of where you live. Work hard, because that will just help you mm. later on, you know, in life, but but experience other things as well and, you know, and enjoy the location that you're in and the, 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 the culture that you're living in and the other people who are studying with you who particularly in international higher education, of course, and with the mobility, now the continued and enhanced mobility of students as we start to move, you know, around the globe, all of those people that you'll be working with and getting to know that, you know, you would have, you would have never known before. It's like a little piece of that country and a little piece of that land you're, you're getting to know. And I suppose it's just about that, isn't it? It's about enjoying what you're doing you know, and and making the most of those opportunities. And if something doesn't quite work out, well, all right, take a bit of time, have a bit of a cry if you want to. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Get a bit worried about it, but then sit down and think, you know what, that's happened, but maybe that's all right because I can now go in a slightly different direction. But it's most prosaic at, at, at universities, for example, you... So you might have not got to the one you want to, but you go to another one. You might go to that one and you start your course and then you think, hmm, I'm not so sure about this course. Now you might plug on with it and that might be fine and then you get to like it. But of course, if you really, really don't, you can change your course. Yeah. Universities will let you do that. They're full of, you know, sensible people. So, you know, very often you could also check. Well, oh, yeah, did I say that out loud? You know, some of the people. Yeah, admin, people, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Admin, yeah, that's right. Admin, admin. Yeah, Very sensible. But you know, you can you can do other things. It's it's all right. There is that flexibility mm. out there. Try to continue mm. with 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 what you're doing because sometimes it can be tempting to go. Oh goodness me! I. It's like me trying with my. I wear glasses. As indeed, do you? Chris and I've tried a couple of times with very focals, and they did tell me at Vision Express, bit of a plug, because uh, they're very nice and humble. They did tell me that it does take a couple of weeks to get used to them. But after two days, I went back because I said I can't, I can't get used to them. I can't see where I'm going, and I keep falling up the stairs. 
So I'm clearly looking at the wrong bit and the guy just very nice he is raised his eyes to the ceiling, he went, no problem, we'll change him back to you, madam. Um, arguably, I should have had a bit more patience and tried a bit harder, and yeah. I probably will try a bit harder in the future. Um, so sometimes it's tempting to think, maybe this isn't working out, yeah. or, you know, maybe it's not for me. But it's just different as well, and probably goes back to sometimes, you know, the, the thing that we've talked about, you know, as we've been writing our books and, and as we've been discussing with people on the, the, the podcast, if you're always searching for an answer, probably never going to be happy because you're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. But just ask questions, do the, do the best you can, expand your horizons, and then there will always be a journey that you're going on. It just might not necessarily be the journey that you thought you bought your ticket for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you say, universities now, there are multiple people you can talk to. Like if you're worried about this or concerned about this, you know, you're not alone in this. People, you know, people have been through this. They're going through it. You know, find somebody to talk Absolutely. to, whether it's a, you know, a hall rep or a counselor or there's, there's, a, there's a whole network of this. Um, you're not, yeah. you know, you're not expected to do this alone, which I, I'm not sure was as prevalent, you know, when I was at university um, or at least I didn't, you know, yeah. didn't know about it perhaps as, as, as much um, as thankfully our thinking has, you know, has shifted dramatically about well-being and mental health. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's a it's an interesting time. Yeah. You know, as you say, new beginnings. Um, and then for for many staff, it's oh, here we go again. Right there, you know, summer's over. Yeah. It's, it's back to back to the business. And you know, for those of us in that in that part of the university life, it's it's important that we think. You know, hang on. You know, this may be the seventh time I've run this course, but this is the first time the student's taken it. You know, this is, you know, yeah. um, you know, and there's something new in every class you can learn from, right? So, but I, but I do have to say on that note, and I won't actually mention their names because they might get a bit grumpy with me, but you know who you are. There are, there are many, many uh, members of staff who, you know, obviously they come, they're clearing, they're there, and this, but I know there are two in particular. At Swansea University, who absolutely love it <laughs> so much so that they ship their daughter off and the dog to the in-laws, so that they can spend all of their time at clearing and at all the open days and everything. Two academic members of staff, you know who you are. Well, there you go, the quiet heroes. Uh, but they just love it, and actually, there and there is that part of these kind of things I I actually do even though it does seem strange to have a pro vice chance at international women clearing and UK recruitment at university it is but you know this, this is the world in which we live um, but actually it's one of the best times at mm. the university just because also you've got that you know that collective sense of purpose you really are making a difference and you can you can you can have people in front of you that at the moment they just look as though they're going to cry and all of a sudden their face beams and they're there and they're, they're successful but also you're working as a team together everybody brings their a game you know whether you're in ad, ad, admissions or whether you're a, a lecturer in international business or whether you're in a marketing team or you know whether you're in residences or whether you're on security or grounds and gardens, you know, all of those sort of things, everybody brings what they're really good at and it all works. And sometimes I think, you know, we could do with, usually in the middle of sort of March or something when we've forgotten what it's all like to work together as a happy team, 
you could almost want to take people back to that point in time and say, do you remember that bit? Do you remember when there's good solid teamwork there? Yeah. And I think that's the that's actually the you know the the great thing about something like clearing. It is it does matter. It matters to everybody, but also it can be a wonderfully collegiate time, too. Yeah. I mean, as, as, you, as we said before, right, if it's part of the identity, that identity is being shifted again, right? New people are coming in. They're going to have an impact on yeah. the university. They're going to have an impact on the lecturers. They're going to have an impact on the community. It's, it's a, it may be a repetition in the sense that, yeah, it's a new group of students, but it, you know, they're going to do this. But these are a different group of students, you know, with different priorities and different experiences, and they're going to impact and be impacted. And, and yeah, the identity of the university shifts you know, continually, continually develops. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's odd, isn't it? We do it, we do it in September, but it really should be spring. Like it's the, the new, the new life. Yes. And it's, you know. Um, yes, we do it at a time of the year. And I mean, I do, I do love the autumn time and not just because my birthday's in the autumn. So I like, I like get stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I love the colors of autumn, you know, they're all sort of the, the, the golds and the reds. And, mm. and things like that, but as you say, um, and of course, a lot, of, a lot of countries do that, don't they? Japan is a very obvious one. Sure. You know, their yep. academic year, you know, begins in the spring when the cherry blossom season's yeah. there, and everything's just, you know, starting to to live. So it is, yes, it is slightly strange, but uh, but here we are, just on the, that cusp of a new a new academic year a new academic year that isn't covid free but is starting to have us free from many of the constraints that we had at the height of covid and um it'll be an exciting time and it'll be a good journey for everybody yeah yeah and and good luck to everybody right new students colleagues admin academic wherever you find yourself yeah good luck and enjoy the enjoy the ride